The following audio is from White River Christian Church. More information about White River is available on the WRCC mobile app or at wrcc.org. Silence can be a little awkward sometimes, but don't worry, that was worse for me than you, so don't worry. My tendency is to fill that gap, is to fill that space. Have you ever been in a conversation where you feel like, I need to fill this gap here, I need to fill it with my words? Did you know that the word silent and the word listen use the exact same letters? Kind of fascinating, isn't it? So, it is hard to listen if you're the one talking. So sometimes we just need to be quiet and listen. Now, if you've been with us for the last few weeks, you know we have been talking about being highly questionable Christians. We've been talking about different habits about which the scriptures speak that we need to adopt if we are going to be people that have questions asked of us in our lives. And the reason that we're talking about that is because we care about our mission. Our mission at White River Christian Church is connecting every life to Jesus. That is our mission. And we've just been asking very simply, how do we do that? How are all of us, how are we supposed to go about connecting every life to Jesus? It's a very reasonable, rational question for us if that's why we exist. And so we have been digging in, looking at um, a number of different scriptures. We've been making the argument and claiming that our strategy is um, to be people that invite questions in our life. And that is found primarily in 1 Peter chapter 3. I want to read that to you again. We've looked at this before, but I want to remind you what it says. It says, instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Again, if someone asks you, always be ready to explain the hope that you have as a believer. And so that's our goal. Not just here in 1 Peter, but many scriptures, we've explained this, that this is who we want to be. We want to be believers who are equipped with the hope of Jesus and that we live in such a way that is different, that people will ask us, why do you do that? Why is your attitude this way? You know, certain things that we have where people will ask us these questions, and that is our goal. But one thing that I noticed this week that I just totally overlooked when we were first studying 1 Peter 3 is that really there is an assumption here that Peter makes that if someone else is asking us about our hope, that means that that person is the one speaking. They can't ask us about our hope as a believer if we are the one talking, if we are the one preaching, if we are the one that's constantly filling the silence, if we're talking and it's all going this way, we are never going to connect anyone to Jesus if we don't listen. 
Isn't that an interesting way to think about this? That this is an assumption that Peter is making and we have to understand that people are going to be speaking to us and that we have to give them space and that we have to be listeners. Even if we have the truth, our strategy will go nowhere if we aren't good listeners. And so we've been walking through different habits about being a highly questionable Christian, and they all kind of work together. But I would argue that this habit could be the most important. You could do all of the other ones flawlessly, but if we don't listen to the people around us, the people that need Jesus, if we don't value them, their ideas, their opinions, and their time with our listening, our strategy's going nowhere. And so we've been putting these um, habits in front of you in the form of an acrostic, bells. We've talked about some of these. We've been challenging you. And that B, we've challenged you to bless people. That it doesn't matter what they're doing, who they are, could be big, small, in between, that we just be people that bless others. And that we also are people that eat with others. Very simple habits that we see throughout the scripture that characterize a life of a Christian. That if we do these simple things, people will ask us questions. So if we're eating around the table with people, they're going to talk. But what's important when we bless people and eat with them is that we listen to them. So we need to be good listeners. We also are going to need to learn and listen to the Holy Spirit. We're going to need to listen to Jesus. And then finally, we're going to talk about how we need to see the world. We need to see our life as people that are sent everywhere we go. And so those are the habits that we're talking about. And because I know you are good listeners, you caught on that we are on habit number three today. So we are going to look at that. But first, I want to ask you. How is it going? We've been challenging you each week. Have you blessed others? Who did you have over to eat this week? Well, I can tell you're already working on the listening and being silent one here that we're talking about today, but I want to know, we're serious, how have those other challenges gone? We really want you to do this. We want you to be challenged to go and try these things out, to live them out, to make them habits. And I've heard some of the extroverts in our congregation uh, really dig in with these first two challenges because they're very people-centric, right? Go and bless somebody. Bless your neighbor. Bless somebody in your life. Go eat with people. It's all party-related kind of in some sense. And so our extroverts have rejoiced. They've loved these challenges. Well, now it might be a challenge for some of those folks as we are going to be talking about listening And maybe for others of you, this is something that you're very strong and gifted at. And it doesn't matter where you are at, but I know that all of us have work to do in these habits. And maybe it's different than the person next to you, but we're going to lean in to these today. Um, But specifically, we know that we want to understand that we are not going to connect any life to Jesus without listening to those people. So we see this in Jesus' life. We see this found in scripture very clearly that we are to be listeners of other people, all people, 
different people. People who think differently and live differently and look differently. Even people with unbiblical views on the world and unbiblical lifestyles. We are to be listeners of everyone. And that is the challenge. And so we're going to look at a potentially a um, familiar verse in James chapter one. So if you have a Bible, turn to James chapter one. We're gonna be in verse 19 of James one. Turn there um, on a device or in, in, the, in the scriptures. We will be digging in and unpacking this verse because there is a lot there in James 1.19. James says this, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to get angry. You must. This is a command. This is to all of you that you must all do this, that there's no exceptions, and that he is giving us practical tips here, three very practical tips James gives us to be good listeners. And the first one is to be quick to listen. And I would summarize that and say that he just says, we need to be listening more. Wherever you are at, you need to be listening more than you currently do. And you should be quick to do so. Our default response in conversation as believers should be to be listeners. We shouldn't go into the conversation trying to convince or to win the argument or to say our piece. It should be to listen first. That's what James is saying. You should be quick to listen. That should be the first thing we do. And that quickness implies a readiness. It's kind of interesting when you hear James talk in this way because he says you should be quick. When I think about being quick, I think about running a race. I think about being quick physically, not quick with my ears. It's kind of interesting to think that way. Now, I played baseball when I was in high school and a kid growing up. I played lots of baseball. And this may not shock you, but six, five large individuals, we are not known to be quick, okay? That was not my role on the team was to swipe second base. But when I was on first, it wasn't because I didn't know what was going on. I knew exactly what was happening, My teammates would joke that, Andrew, you know, you're ready, you're locked in, you're ready to go, but it was almost like you turned and you ran in place for like a second before you got going. (laughs) I'm not the quickest person. And, you know, as I approach that age where there's a hill involved, it's not getting any better. But if anybody has played baseball or any sport, you know you have to be ready to be quick. It doesn't just happen. You have a physical posture where you are ready to be quick. And that's how James talks about us as listeners. We need to be quick on our toes, but this way. It's kind of interesting to think about it that way, that we have to be ready in a moment's notice to listen to the person who needs to be listened to. And it's hard. It's hard. 
when we're interacting with people, there are some very simple things we can do, just like someone who's trying to steal second base. If you're leaning back on first base, you're not going to steal second base. You have to be ready. And similarly, when you are listening to other people, there are physical things that you can do that help you be a listener. They also signal to the other person that you're locked in and that you care about what they're saying. I went through a whole class in seminary about pastoral counseling and listening, and it kind of boiled down to these small tips of advice. I know it's shocking, but I'll give it to you right now. They said, you know, you need to um, square up to the person. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I don't want to listen to somebody looking them over my shoulder. I need to look at them, and you don't want to be closed. You want to be open to them. You also want to look at them with their eyes, you know, make eye contact. I'm not looking over here trying to listen to you. You just need to relax. And if you're sitting, you don't lean back, you lean forward. It communicates something, our physical posture. And then you just smile. I can do that. That was like the whole class was like, just look at them and like make eye contact. And that's, you're on your way to being a good listener. I'm like, I can do that. But I find myself thinking that way, even in the church lobby. And I apologize if I've talked with you and then, you know, my eyes wander. Or, you know, we need to be good listeners. And part of that is just our physical posture. That's one way you can be quick to listen, is to do that. Now, I'm sure some of you are thinking, Who's going to argue about being a good listener? I mean, everybody knows listening is good. You all want to be good listeners. I'm not convincing you of anything. But my concern is that you just don't understand how important this is. How big of a thrust of scripture being a listener is. How important this is to your witness. How important this is as a believer. And I'll say this. Jesus, when he came to earth, we can look at his life in the gospels as it's recorded. And did you know that Jesus asked 307 questions that we know of, I'm sure he asked way more than that, but in the Gospels, there's 307 questions recorded. You know how many times he answered people's questions directly? Three times. Three times. Now, part of that is Jesus' teaching strategy. He had a strategy like, I'm going to ask you so that you can learn and think about things, but I also take it that Jesus is a listener, Jesus modeled listening. You could almost argue that Jesus came from heaven to listen to us. And if there's anybody in human history who did not need to be a listener, it would have been Jesus. Yet he was a better listener than all of us. That was in some ways why he came to listen to you and I to show us that we matter and that he loves us by listening to us. One of my favorite stories is in Mark chapter 10, verse 51, when Jesus passed a blind man named Bartimaeus. And people had all kinds of assumptions about this man. There was all kinds of commotion happening when Jesus was passing this gentleman. 
But in Mark 10, 51, he says this. Jesus says to him directly, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asks a question. That's a good habit and a tip for people who want to be listeners. We should be asking questions of the people in our life. And you know what? They generally ask questions back. But Jesus valued Bartimaeus. He didn't assume anything, even though if anybody already knew what was going on in his life, it was Jesus. But he dignifies him and he respects him and he says, what do you want me to do? And of course, Bartimaeus says, I want to see. And Jesus heals him. And Bartimaeus starts following Jesus. But one thing I think about is, was Bartimaeus, did he feel seen first when he began to see? I think he'd be, he felt seen when Jesus listened And maybe that was the first time Bartimaeus ever felt actually seen was when Jesus used his ears. It's fascinating. But that is who Jesus is and always will be, is a listener. And he showed it. And that we need to listen more. Whoever you are, whatever you do, we can listen more. James tells us this. Jesus lives this. And this is the part of the message where I could give all kinds of examples from my life about where I needed to listen more. And I know there's lots of folks out there that are a lot like me. And by that, I mean, fellas. (laughs) We don't have a great reputation for listening, fellas. There's like this term out there now that really encapsulates this kind of thinking? Have you ever heard the term mansplaining? Do you know this phrase? That's because we don't have a great reputation for listening. We like to mansplain things. And um, one time in particular, I in deep shame will admit this, that I was going on a date with my wife one evening and we had our 17-year-old babysitter come over to the house and like normal people, you explain all kinds of things around the house, right? This is where their pajamas are and this is where the food is. If you need this, okay, everybody good, we're gonna go. And then we get in the car and we start backing out and Katie goes, Andrew, You just explained how to turn the lights on and off to a 17-year-old. Stop it. (laughs) Yikes. I'm not very good at this. I need to listen. I need to assume a little bit more intelligence for the people that are talking to me. That's what I need to do. I need practice. And I'm assuming gentlemen and some ladies, we need practice as well. Because, James says, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak. So is being slow to speak the same as being quick to listen? I don't think so. 
Because as we talked about, being quick to listen involves your posture. Like, you know, like the base stealer, you have to be ready. You're being quick to listen. You're focusing on listening to the other person. Being slow to speak is something different. Obviously, it's related. It's all advice so that we can be good listeners. So we're quick to listen, but I also need to be slow to speak. Slow as in measured with my words. My default is not to fill the gap because like the old carpenter's motto, you should measure twice and cut once. Why? Because you can't go back and redo that after you did it. Same thing with our words. And if you've read through the book of James, he has all kinds of things to say about our speech and our tongues, how powerful they are. So we not only need to be quick to listen, but we need to be slow to speak. Because what we say is very powerful, it's very strong, and you cannot undo it when you say it. So he says, be slow to speak. And I would say it this way, talk less. But James is saying we should listen more. We need to be talking less. Because if we talk more, when we're in a conversation, that communicates something to the other people there. It communicates my ideas are maybe more important. What's going on in my life is more important, potentially. And worst of all, the worst thing we could do would be to communicate that I am more important than you because I am talking more. Let's talk less. That's what James is telling us. Talk less. Are you the kind of person that is waiting and thinking about what you're going to say as the other person is talking? (laughs) We all do it. We all do that. But James is saying, be quick to listen slow to speak. Just talk less. It's okay. And sometimes talking less is what we need to do. It helps us solve our problems. This is a story I heard from a gentleman who was telling me about his interaction with his teenage daughter. And um, it'd be really easy to pick on teenagers. We know, of course, they need to listen, but we love teenagers. So he was having this encounter with his teenager. She called him because her car wouldn't start, and he was trying to think through what could it be, you know? Is it the battery? No. Is it the starter? No. Is it this? Is it that? No, no, no. And the daughter just kept going on and on and on and talking and talking, and then he said... Do you have gas? <laughs> He's like, yes, of course I have gas. I put the green-handled gas that was the cheapest gas that you always told me, get the cheapest gas. Now, this was months ago when diesel was cheaper than gasoline, and she just kept going on and on, and it dawned on him, oh, my daughter put diesel fuel in her Honda Accord. It's not going to work well. <laughs> And she just kept talking on and on and blaming her dad about why the car wouldn't work and he wouldn't help her. And he's like, I'll be okay. (laughs) Sometimes we just need to talk less. Talk less. It could be hard. But we need that time 
We don't want to fill it in. We need time to think. We need time to digest what someone has just said if we're really going to be good listeners. It's always amazing to me. You know, when we read scripture and we read these nuggets, like in James 1.19, and then we see God's wisdom out in the world. Some of you may be very familiar with the book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. It's an old book now. It's been published, um, I think, back in 1989. So it's an old book. It's actually sold 40 million copies, and some people said it's one of the most influential books in the 20th century. It's a good book. I would recommend it. But what's interesting to me is the fifth habit in his book says this, seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Seek to understand what the other person is saying before you seek to be understood. In other words, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Now, I think it's great advice. It's a great book. And I don't know if he took his fifth habit from James chapter one or not, but all I can say is that James said it first. (laughs) And God's wisdom works, friends. And this is no different. So finally, James has some more important tips for us to become better listeners. Not only should we listen more and talk less, but James says, we should be slow to get angry. Slow to get angry. And some might wonder, what does getting angry have to do with listening? I kind of wonder if, if James and the Lord just knew what it would be like in 2022. <laughs> Don't you? Of course he did. With this wisdom is timeless no matter what age you're in, but it feels like this could not be more appropriate because I'm sure I'm not alone. You've done this before, whether that is a conversation that you're having, you get out your phone, you're scrolling through whatever, maybe it's your news, maybe it's your feeds, whatever it is, and you start seeing things and your mood starts to change because I disagree with what they have to say about gun control, about Roe versus Wade, about Ukraine, about politics in general. Oh, and there you go, my team lost again, and I just get more and more and more frustrated at what is coming at me about what is being said, and it hypes me up, and you know what the last thing I want to do is? Listen to anything that anyone has to say. Listen to someone else's argument. Listen to anything. And so James is saying, more than anything else, yes, we need to be quick to listen and slow to speak, but we need to be slow to get angry. And so we need to do those things, and all we really need to do is just to calm down. We need to calm down. If we are angry, we are not listening to the people in our life that live differently than us, that think differently than we do. We need to be calm when we have conversations with people that think totally different than us. It doesn't threaten the truth, 
if they believe something very different than us, it's going to be okay. We're not going to connect anyone to Jesus if we don't listen to them. And we have to be listeners, no matter who we're interacting with. Yes, we need to listen more and talk less, but we just need to calm down sometimes. And the reason we have a culture of rage, of noise, is because we participate in it. We participate in that. And we just need to calm down. We could bless everybody in our neighborhood, everybody in this community. We could have everybody in our neighborhood over to dinner and we could be the best host in the world. But if we do not listen to the people that we invite into our life, we're not connecting them to Jesus, friends. This is the challenge, is to put these things together. As James says so clearly, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. It's so simple, so hard. We need God's help. We need God's wisdom. And as I shared earlier about Jesus, the ultimate listener, how he almost seemed like he came to earth to ask questions. Do you know why he was like that and is like that? is because Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus reflects perfectly God the Father. And God the Father does not need to listen. There is no reason he needs to listen to anything. He created the universe. He created you and I. He knows everything that's going on in our world, yet he listens You could never catch our Heavenly Father off balance. He's never paying attention to this group over here and going, oh, wait, what did you guys just pray? I missed it. No, he's always ready to listen. Our Heavenly Father says and invites our prayers to him constantly. Why? Because he's always listening to you and me. He is the ultimate listener, even though he doesn't need to. And that's why Jesus was that as well. And if we are Christians, we want to be like our Savior and like our Heavenly Father who always listens to people. And that's how he shows love, not the only way, but how he loves you and I as he listens to us. And I love how the psalmist says this. I think it's just a great picture. Psalm 116, he says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. That it is the Lord's listening that earns favor and shows love. That's who he is. And that's who we should be too. If we're gonna be believers who are highly questionable, we have 
to listen to the people in our life. And so we've had lots of challenges that we hope turn into habits, that you're constantly blessing people around you and eating with them. And this week, we want you to listen to someone specifically, intentionally. So who is that person? Who is it that you need to listen to? Is it someone in your home? Is it someone down the street? Is it someone at work? Is it someone at school? Maybe it's someone from all those groups. But is there someone that you need to lean into and listen and show them that you care and that you love by giving them your ear this week? And we're going to pray because I think this challenge is hard and because God is always listening to us. Let me pray. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that you love us and that you demonstrate that by listening to everything we could ever say to you. May you equip this church to be a people who live out a value that is so countercultural. I think it just might be the thing that raises questions in our community, that people wonder, what is this hope? Who is this Jesus? Because you're very different. Lord, empower us to be these listeners like you are this week. In your name we pray, amen.